you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Rehoboam and Jeroboam. One of the sons of Jeroboam became sick. The king said to his wife, When I was a servant of Solomon, a prophet told me that I'd become king of the northern ten tribes of Israel. He lives in Shiloh. Take him gifts of food and ask him what will happen to our son. Put on a disguise so he won't know you're my wife. The prophet was now old and blind. The Lord said to him, Jeroboam's wife is coming wearing a disguise. She's going to ask you about their son who is sick. Then the Lord told him what to say. Soon the prophet heard the woman's footsteps. He said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why are you wearing a disguise? Listen, God has a message for your husband, a horrible message. The Lord says, I selected you when you were an average man. I tore part of the kingdom away from the family of David and gave it to you. But look what you've done. You haven't followed me. You haven't kept my commandments. Instead, you've insulted me with two golden calves, and you become more wicked than anyone else. So, listen to what I'm going to do for you. All of the males in your family will die a horrible death. The family name of Jeroboam won't continue after you're gone. Dogs will eat those who die in the city, and birds will eat those who die in the country. There will be only one exception to this. Your son, who is now sick, is a good man, the only one in your family. He will die a normal death, but he'll die as soon as you get home. You'll bury him, and all of Israel will mourn his death, but he'll be the only one in your family that will be buried. All of this will happen because of what Jeroboam did to Israel. His sin will force me to hit Israel so hard that their roots will be ripped up from their soil. They'll be carried away and scattered among the nations. Jeroboam's wife went home, and her son died as soon as she walked into their house. He was buried, and all of Israel mourned his death. Jeroboam ruled for twenty-two years and then died. His son became king after him. He followed the example of his father, but only ruled for two years. He was killed, and the entire family of Jeroboam was destroyed. It all happened just like the prophet said. While Jeroboam ruled Israel in the north, Rehoboam ruled Judah in the south. He also made the Lord angry by leading the people in ways that were evil. Judah became as wicked as all the surrounding nations. During the fifth year of Rehoboam's reign, Egypt came and plundered Jerusalem. They took all the gold from the temple and the royal palace. They took the gold shield Solomon had made. After they left, Rehoboam replaced the shields with ones made of bronze. Whenever the king left the palace, he went to the temple. Guards walked along with him, carrying the bronze shields. There was war between Judah and Israel as long as Rehoboam and Jeroboam lived. Rehoboam died after ruling Judah for 17 years, and his son became king after him. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him, 
for he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave, because in him there is found something good toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. That is 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 13. Charles Spurgeon writes about this, In what an unhappy condition is that person who cannot derive comfort from the salvation of his own child? Yet there are many men and women in such a state. They care nothing for the souls of their own offspring. It would bring no joy to them if they saw all their children walking in the truth, nor does it cause them any concern to see them otherwise. To see them sharp in business or fair in countenance is their main ambition. But to have them beloved of the Lord is no matter of desire. Poor souls. Their own carnality overflows and saturates their life. To some it would even cause anger and wrath to see their children turning to the Lord. They so despise true religion that if their sons and daughters were converted, they would rather hate them than love them the more. Such is the alienation which sin works in the human mind, that it will in some instances curdle human affection into enmity at the sight of the grace of God. Charles Spurgeon. Wow. (laughs) Terrifying, but unfortunately true. Many people are so averse or so against God and religion, etc. Satan has totally blackened their hearts and minds. Moving to chapter 12, verse 12 in Second Chronicles. When he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned from him, so as not to destroy him completely, and things also went well in Judah. I've heard people witnessing, sharing the gospel, telling their testimonies, and at the end, when the person witnessing thinks they're about to close the deal, so to speak, they might ask the person that they're witnessing to something like, well, you know, why take your chances? You know, why, why risk going to hell? You might as well accept Christ, um, you know, basically just in case, you know, cover your bases, accept Christ and avoid going to hell. Well, that's not what we want the lost world to do. We don't want the lost world to only want to avoid going to hell. We want them to see the Lord for what he is. We want them to go, want to be, have a savior. We want them to turn to the Lord because he's worth all the glory. They have to know that. Without someone knowing their wretched, sinful, lost nature, and then realizing the glorious, wonderful worthiness of the Lord, and turning to the Lord, there can't be a true repentance. The unregenerate human heart is so desperately wicked, the motive for fleeing from wrath should be honorable, but it's not. How could it be? The wicked criminal comes to be saved because he is wicked. How can a vile sinner suddenly become virtuous in motive? It would be admirable for one to hear about the terrors of hell and not be fearful, and instead come to Christ because God is worthy of glory. But from where would a blind and lost sinner have found such theology? The truth is that there is nothing good in his own unregenerate and evil heart. That's from Ray Comfort's Evidence Bible. God must be present. The Holy Spirit must be at work in the wretched sinner. And one must become aware of the worthiness and the glory of God to be saved. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening.
This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.